This is a family matter The casualties after the intergalactic battles This little child slept through If life is a story, then mine is a saga And we'll ride it long enough if they let you And we'll ride it long enough if they let you And we'll ride it long enough if they let you Welcome back to Brian K. Pod, the internet's only podcast about comic book writer sensation Brian K. Vaughn and his body of work where we break down each issue of his series Saga with Fiona Staples as the artist. She's amazing. Hosted by myself, Spencer. And me, Logan. So yeah, so the only one that does all those. This is my favorite dumb recurring joke that I've had in a very long time. Um, It's it's like, uh, what are we on? Like uh, 13 episodes? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, and then we're just going to keep going with it, and I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, we are the Internet's only podcast that does that. What we're doing, if you are new somehow, welcome. Um, but what we do is we're reading the series Saga, um, issue by issue, breaking it down. Logan has previously read all ahead because um, he's, you know, a great comic book person, and I'm, you know, uh, dad and can get lost in the weeds. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but Logan is mostly caught up on Saga. Uh, he's not reading the new batches of issues that are coming out right now in 2022 um and i am uh, refreshing my memory i'm about to kind of catch up we're on issue 11 with this episode of the podcast and as soon any time now i'm going to be like okay i'm in the total unknown um but for now it's all kind of a blur and i don't remember any of what we're at now um there's actually a huge event we're going to talk about in this issue that i definitely had no recollection of so i would say i'm now in the uh the great unknown um i, I feel like you met gus though Who's Gus? Little walrus-looking dude. Nope, doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so you didn't meet the the author of the book. You well, see, no, I read that far. Well, see, I in my mind, I keep telling myself I've met the author, right? But if that's Gus, then I'm not sure I met the. author. It's been I'm I know what if I like had like a glass of wine from Trader Joe's and like the, the college days, which would have made sense because it was like two bucks. And like I just was reading it on wine and don't remember. That's very possible. <laughs> reading on wine. <laughs> it's it's very possible that that's what happened back in the day because it is strange how I'm like I know I read and met the author, but if that is the person, I, I don't have any recollection. No, Gus that. is just this person on that planet. It's that'll be fun to talk about. So. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so I'm, but I'm about to get out of the gray haze of college days and back into like, this is all totally fresh. Um, but we're reading it, breaking down each issue of the comic book, kind of walking through themes and the artwork and the pages. And at the end of every episode, we point out our favorite, favorite panel or page from the issue. Um, we're just talking about it, just having a good chat about Saga. We're big fans of Brian K. Vaughn. And we do have a stipulation just to let you know if you hate our show and you want it to end, get Brian K. Vaughn or Fiona Staples on this podcast for one interview and we'll shut it all down. We'll just shut it down. So if you don't like us, do that and then you can help the internet by shutting down our podcast. Um, so, I love the idea that somebody's listening to this podcast the way I watch Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, it's you, I was thinking because uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have been in the news a lot. Lately. I had no idea. I hadn't heard about that. Um, and so, but I have thought about you weirdly because they keep mentioning Gotham City in relation to her. Like I keep seeing things yeah. that relate, and I'm like, Logan, why did he watch that show so for like the whole thing? Yeah, <laughs> Ryan and I both to the bitter end. I think that's what killed him. Oh God! <laughs> and now, we have finally crossed the threshold of of being able to joke about it. So there we go. <laughs> I think just me. <laughs> so <laughs> that something's uh, healing. Something somewhere, someone. So there's yeah. some healing happening. Um. So, anyways, that's what we do. Uh, we're gonna break it down. We are on on, on issue eleven. Um. And and that's uh sort of where we left off. Uh doesn't really matter go listen to our old episodes i'm not going to tell you the stuff from the last episode of the podcast go listen to that go read the comic book and we're going to spoil the whole thing up through this issue so if you haven't read it like if you're somehow listening and then you're going to read or something like that i would say just read and then come listen and then go read again and listen to how dumb we are that would be the best process i think and then leave us a five-star review on itunes because you know that's that's what we do we'll read it if it's terrible if you're like you guys suck i'll read that but five stars Stole that from fighting in the war room. I feel like I have to give credit, even though it's just a sales tactic that I stole. <laughs> I, um, I like 
thinking that there is somebody in this world who picked up the first issue of Saga and was like, yeah, I can't read this just based off like the very first thing you read in the first issue. Uh -huh. you know, is, and then eventually somebody was like, man, it gets so much better. And then that specific person was like, fine, I'll pick it back up, grabbed issue 11, opened it to the first page and was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's start as we have been doing with the cover. Oh, it was such a spectacular cover that, that in hindsight is so heartbreaking. Okay. So yeah, that you summed it up. Here's what I will say. In contrast to the last issue, we, we both kind of felt weirdly lukewarm on the chapter 10 cover. It's like our, our, our least favorite cover so far. Um, and we're not ranking them or anything like that. It just stood out as one that we did not connect with. Right. Yep. Then chapter 11 happens and I'm like, this shit is beautiful. <laughs> like yeah. it's so good. And, and I thought that before knowing what happens in the issue before getting into the issue, but with the poignancy of the end of the issue, it's like, holy crap. This is why you reread comic books. This is why when you get done, you close it and you look at that cover. This is like the perfect cover in that way that when you get done with it, it's not it did not pull you in for a tease for what you might see. It says, here's a beautiful image uh, of our series. You close it and then there's a beautiful memorial to a character that we've only just gotten to know a little bit, but just enough that it's gut wrenching that we lost him. Yeah. And it's just a fantastic cover. And I really, you have made me think a lot about the design of, or not design is the wrong word, the structure of how information and visuals are being presented by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples with, with Vaughn's sort of innate quality and ability to, to, work within what this medium is right and so i think about that stuff a lot as i'm reading now and my first thought when i when i got done with the issue is i flip back to the cover so i usually get done my process is i get done and then i flip through it just the whole issue one more time just kind of visually looking around after i finish and i flip back to the front and, the, and there's the cover and i think that's when i texted you something like some sort of emotional reaction i'm like yeah. holy crap yeah I, I was i don't want to get too specific into your stuff but like i knew mm -hmm. this was coming and i was yeah. like i don't know how spencer's gonna react to this if it's gonna be like just too much you know yeah i don't so yeah context is key i mean you you can make jokes about ryan right i can talk about my life <laughs> Um, but, um, but so yeah, I lost my father-in-law a couple of years ago and, um, we didn't have an everybody loves Raymond kind of in-law situation <laughs> Like we're, we're, that we're all very, very tight. And, um, and he was a, a great, great individual and a huge, uh, influence on my life. And, um, he and I could not have been more different, but we also, I don't think could have connected any harder, if that makes sense. I, I um, feel like this whole, like her relationship as brief as it was, like it felt so similar. And I was like, I had to hold my tongue to, I didn't want to yeah. say and ruin anything. And, but like, you know, her relationship with bar, like they were yeah. so close, so quick. And yeah, it just all felt anyway, I'll let you finish. Sorry. So I, I would put it this way. I, I would say our personalities were flipped, that he was more like Alana and I was more like Barr, <laughs> um, yeah. and which, which is totally fine. And But it's still it's, it's kind of the great thing about art, right? You connect to it and you start to anyway kind of see yourself in characters and roles. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but I would put it this way. Um, I met his daughter in May, um, asked his permission to ask her to marry me in July. And we got married in January like that dude. And that dude is the kind of guy who is like, burn your mail because someone will steal your social security number. Don't trust anybody. Right. That's who, that's who he was. And that's how hard we connected so quickly that he that he would let. You know, I asked permission, sort of the old school thing. I was sort of prepared for him to be like, fuck off, crazy kid. Yeah. Um, and 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 I was kind of curious what that road would look like. Um, but he accepted and like he immediately um 
was was in support of us and that's because of our connection and that's what i so so reading this we talked a lot last week about how we're not spending a lot of page quantity with these characters so far um but we feel like emotionally like the bandwidth is pretty wide in comparison to the amount of pages we've actually seen or interacted with bar um and so um that's kind of how that relationship was for me. So all that to say, here's context for why I personally felt so connected, but I do think that if that had not happened, I still would have been like, holy crap, I'm bowled over. This is so emotional because yeah. Vaughn captured that lightning in a bottle relationship connection um, so well building up to this and into this issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow, and we haven't even <laughs> talked about the sex scene on page one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, oh. it's fantastic that, I mean, the whole first few pages aren't sex scenes, but they are naked characters and it, yeah. but it's not like, it's not lurid. Like it's not, you know, it kind of is like the awkward thing of like, if you actually saw two people having sex, you would be like, well, that's awkward. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there are clearly two hot individuals doing it, right? But their faces are like having their sex faces, right? They're just faces. <laughs> like it's more great face work from Staples in that like I feel like they're definitely having a great time, but not in the way like most movies and porno and stuff tells you. Like right. it's not, they're not like smiling like, yeah, it's like, no, they're just they're, they're getting down, having a good time. I really got to say, though. Can't, I bet you can, but so I'm going to pitch it to you. Can you guess my favorite detail of the opening splash page? The eyebrows? She's <laughs> holding on to his horns. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, I just love it. Because, like, yeah, right? Like, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, if you had horns on your head, you know. I mean, there's also like a horny joke somewhere in there that is very yeah, good yeah. Uh, and juvenile. And and I think there's there is this element to this book, right, that that I don't want to ignore because like we saw a giant giant with giant testicles and a tiny penis and he's super grotesque. There is something juvenile about that, right? Yeah. And it's in this very adult series, but I do think there's like a little bit of like hee humor <laughs> with the horny thing and her grabbing the horns. And it just amuses me. I think that that's like this book is for we we all can laugh at even silly things. And I think that's part of this. And I love it. Yeah. And I, I do think it's good to open on an issue like this. It closes so somber to open with this kind of like sexy hijinks like sexy question mark because i mean it's not really yeah. that sexy so but it's sexy time sexy time yeah. hijinks oh and and the whole like oh god like what did you do <laughs> like why did you do that <laughs> i do i do love that was sexy alana she's a crazy person sexy alana <laughs> is obsessed with her nipples and uses the word dick unironically she's not to be trusted yeah and I like that. I think that is a very great, like it says a lot about her and her self-awareness and and her knowing when she loses her boundaries to a degree. And like, I love that because that's very human. And, and, but it also sort of speaks to what, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I've read a few articles and read a few things and, and heard a few things and you know, I'm not going to talk about my personal life, but like I can personally validate some things that like when things are going, you like, you just sort of, the, the stuff falls apart and you just got to do what you need point, to do. Yeah, at some point, everything is just like, yeah, I mean, I'm already this, <laughs> I'm already to this level. It, you could ask me or say anything. I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Exactly. And so I, there's, there's, it's very human, and and I like that. And, and I also I like that this is basic. Like, this is I, – I, there's an element with Hazel's um, – uh, narration where yeah yeah so my mom and dad used to have sex um like and so and then i like her joke of like what like your parents just willed you into existence um but i do feel like we've talked about the flashbacks so i feel like this is like we're we're seeing the you know maybe not even the specific time but probably uh, just because of the nature of the storytelling this might be when hazel was conceived mm -hmm. and and like that's that's so we're these little bits of flashback but seeing who they are how they are um is is really nice um but i do like how it takes just one sort of wrong 
turn, which is a simple question of she says we should be more careful and he says why, right? And that is so human to, to have any kind of great moment of pleasure or fun, even if it's a big laugh at a joke, you know, the moment you say something that sparks a conversation that opens too many doors, that conversation goes really serious, really fast. And Eric can, and that's what happens. Um, we're talking about, you know, Hazel as, or not Hazel obviously yet, but we're talking about the idea of a child as a symbol or as a child yeah. or, and, and that's really important stuff that we now know. We don't know all the details of exactly, but we know that, that people want them dead because this means something that they are together and they have conceived a child together. This means something. We don't have the full scope yet, but we know it's bad and we know that they've been at war for, for ages. This is not good, but they're already having these philosophical debates, but just because the fact that they can, um, is is really indicative of their the strength of, or the strengthening of their relationship. Yeah, and and it it's really really serious. And then he uh, <laughs> immediately breaks that tension with like, yeah, I'm I'm being very timid. I'm not going to repeat what he says. Um, okay, I was curious. <laughs> I was like, is one of us going to read it? I don't yeah, know. No, I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah this is what you told me to do and that's what i did so and you know it kind of breaks the tension and then it pivots yet again to like well what if we did have a child and talking about names and you know the whole well i'd like to i always wanted a son and he says my uh to, to name bar and she immediately launches into like a bar of soap like a tavern like what are you crazy and then well that's my dad's name oh i love it <laughs> well the big thing is and I, I i love this stuff with with uh with the lettering where in in any book really i just love the emphasis but because you can't do this in like emails because then like your corporate email overlords would be like no that's rude you can't bold and italicize this um but he but in comics that's what gives us the emphasis and that's why i always have a a tendency to want to bold like in an email um but he goes my father's and the father's that's bold um and italics it looks like a little bit it's at least canted a little bit um yeah. and and it's like my my father's name is bar and then she immediately and it is effing great eye and eyebrow work from fiona staples her reaction alana's face oh and i love it <laughs> It's so good, um, and I, I just love that. That's such a good page and and panel and the whole interaction. Um, and then the, the and again, this is a lot of comedy in this and in, in this these opening pages, which is nice because it's not the traditional like someone coughs in Act One, so they're going to die in Act Two or whatever that that a lot of stories will do or or TVs or even the TV series or even issues will do of other comics, like. What he's done is he's led us into the this issue with comedy. There's there's like every other page. There's a, there's a comedic moment, um, and so we get the last one before we get back to the ship. Is Hazel saying in that moment, my mother prayed with all of her might that their firstborn would be a girl, and then the last panel, this beautiful kind of page or of the two of them in the night sky and there's like a shooting star and it says some dreams really do come true it's a very funny like end and kind of sweet ending to this interaction before we get back to the ship that leads to yet another like uh kind of punny not really punny but a joke you know because the next yes. is that said most dreams are weird as shit and then uh isabel's like that what did the giant evil space fetus just shot black goo from its eyes <laughs> which uh -huh. is definitely something you would dream when you took too much benadryl <laughs> um no so yeah that's the so we're back on the ship things are going wild um so they're they're sort of being sucked back into the space thing which i love the big panel where you've got the three maybe <laughs> eyes orifices i don't know what they are um and like a mouth and it looks like they're being sucked into the the time suck um and and everything is is going uh, crazy um what are your thoughts on our group? Uh, i don't think like i don't think it was till the second time i was reading rereading it which i think i've reread this issue probably more than any other um that 
I, I realized that that's what that was. I was like, oh, like that's I guess his eyes and his mouth. So it it, mm-hmm. like it just it looks like a swirling vortex until you kind of put it into context. So, right. It, it's, no, no, I agree with you. And and the scale is great. Like she does such a good job with the scale. I know we've talked about it before, but the ship is so tiny. <laughs> Um, and so, and we're, we've already sort of talked about the fact that Bar, uh, we lose Bar at the end of the issue. So I think it's important to point out, um, as they're, you know, the ship doesn't have an armory because it's a tree is as friendly as Isabella explains. Um, but they're, they're going to go down, um, you know, we've got Marco and his mom are going to go down to the engine room to see what they can do to help. Um, and you see Bar say, son, before you go. And he says later pop. It's the last thing he says to him is later pop. And um, it's tough. Yeah. It's, I mean, anybody that's lost anybody that's really close knows, like, you don't ever know what, I mean, unless you're literally sitting there at the bedside when you know they're about to die, you never know what the last thing you're going to say to somebody is. And from experience, I can tell you the later thing, that hurts, man. Nope, that's that. That makes sense. Um, I wonder what he was going to say though. Like, surely this was not the moment he was going to say, "Oh, hey guys, I'm I'm dying," because they're all in peril right then. But I wonder what he was going to say. I think he was going to say something about the baby, something about uh, Alana, something about Hazel, something like, "You have a beautiful family. You have something like that." In that yeah. moment, would have been the right kind of thing um, to say. Um, and I think that that is, I think it was going to be some sort of compliment or affirmation. Um, cause I agree. He was not going to say I'm dying by the way. <laughs> like that's yeah. not what was going to happen. He, like, it seemed before you go me implies I'm going to let you go. Like, I'm not going to have a big conversation to, but to stop you from going. I just want to tell you something. And I think he was going to say something beautiful, baby. That's all he had is like two words, uh, something to sort of affirm that and i think that i feel like that's what it was something in that vein yeah absolutely yeah let's see so um then we have isabel sort of speaking to um the like oh man those poor bastards the ship uh, we're speaking to the will's ship we're seeing it in their their window it's cracked open um and she says i hope they go fast as all because it's a, a terrible way to die right in the vacuum of space um and I like how Alana is like, you're talking like she's I'm talking about the people that tried to kill us. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so we get so whenever we get I get to any pages like this um, that are mostly silent, I think about because of the time when this ha- came out, it was so formative for me um, when Marvel did the Nuff said thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think about that because I don't think all that was successful, but I read a lot of those um, and. And I still have a lot of those going through my collection not too long ago. I was like, I have so many enough said stuff. Um, and um, I always think about this visual storytelling in this medium. I, I don't feel that comics need to just be a visual medium. Like I like the words. Let me rephrase because it's the words are visual too. But I don't think they need to be without words. I don't have that kind of feeling. It's an interesting experiment. But I like when I see pages that don't have words. And in the vacuum of space, we've got uh, – Gwendolyn and the slave girl, they're passed out anyway. Lion Cat's passed out, but the will is awake. Um, and we've got this face work on like the visuals of him, and he's struggling to like like he squats and sort of launches out after Lion Cat, and he's he's kind of he's trying to save the team. Um, I think I love all of this. What are your thoughts on this whole this whole sequence? It, as a series, it's my favorite thing in the book so far. Like those what three pages? Uh-huh. Four pages? Yeah. Um, it, it is... I mean, it's how you do that. It is so... To be to be a medium that requires visuals, it is such a mm-hmm. difficult thing for comic books to successfully tell a story without any kind of prompt. Like, any words, any narration, any dialogue. It is difficult. And... I mean, this is perfect. Like, you never are confused about what it is that he's doing at all. Like, from the, like, the squat, 
like the superhero kind of pose and she captures like the 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 everything being kind of just chaos in those moments like so perfectly you know him launching himself out of the ship grabbing the cat like pulling out his lance shooting it back at the ship pulling himself in and the first words since that are her using magic but also capturing so we know magic has a price most of the time it's telling secrets sometimes it's not it's pain or suffering and she scratches her own face like bloody to cast this magic spell to seal the ship yeah and then it's it's awesome he barely is able to mutter high speed to the ship to get them the hell out of there it is a brilliant series i mean it's a movie yep it's it's the opening of gravity is what it is yeah i mean so so no i absolutely believe i agree completely with all that well said and then of course we get the on the next page the panel of the ship taking off um and um and then we we're back in uh the tree ship um and so uh I, I do like Marco <laughs> they just keep going at it. Um and so I, I she is saying we're you know take this and get your uh kid out of here. She's not saying, you know, anybody else is just take this helm and get out of here, take your kid with you and go. Um and and I do like how the mom says he's basically saying like I just leave you all here and she goes because again it just adds poignancy to the end your father and i have lived rich lives lives that aren't worth a wet shit without you um and i love that she loves him that's like very very clear and that's we we talk about dysfunctional dynamics in our lives right but the thing that I think we both feel makes them dysfunctional is when she says that, right? That they are not worth a wet shit without you. She means that and he feels that, right? Yeah. And it's so good. Um, and he's and he's clearly just like he 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 thanks her and you can tell in his face he means it, but also he's like, I am a new generation, I know a better way. And he says, I will, and he throws that helmet in the engine. It's awesome. I yeah. And I I have to say it it took a few readings before I understood that she was not like I was because I think the first time I read through it, I was like, it doesn't make sense. She's saying, take the helmets and take your kid, but there's only two helmets. And then like, it's probably the third time I read it. I was like, Oh yeah. She's saying you and your kid leave mm-hmm. your wife, you know? Yes. And she like, doesn't matter is, to her. Not something Marco would do. Marco, if anything, he would have given them the helmets and he would have stayed you yes. know and and it is interesting because the the sad part so far in this moment is that marco i feel like will remember that right not not even spitefully he'll just be like i know that your instinct is to let alana go um and and i i look forward to hopefully um having marco's mom get some time with alana and maybe making that bond but because we've talked about those personality dynamics and the other issues I think that Alana and Marco's mom are going to be too alike to really become besties right away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and I, I love the the color change. Like when he tosses a crash helmet into the the furnace, like it, we get orange to to blue, and you know it, it's it's so perfect because like I don't just you have to know about fire to really understand that you know i I mean she could have made it anything but like oh well you know it's brighter red like no it's blue it's blue flame they are about to like just it's light speed out of there they're gonna break the ship apart they're going so fast well you know and speaking to that so we get to the next page um it's a a cool pan I, i always like how artists can sort of visualize looking through a window in a comic book. Um, And so we're looking in at Alana. She's holding Hazel. There's a crack forming in the ship. And she's like, uh, and, um, and so you can see as it goes down, you can see the bar realizes, you know, he says they did it. Um, Marco and Kiara, that's his wife. They got us back on the move. Um, And um, Kiara or Clara? Oh, 
Clara, sorry, it's my eye. It's my I'm, it's my, it's I'm, my prescription I'm, I'm, needing I was updated. Confused. Sorry. Is, so is this the first time we've heard her name, or did we hear it in the last I, issue? I feel like we mentioned it in the last issue, but I cannot remember now that you say it. Because I know I no. brought it up. Like we still don't know her name <laughs> at some point. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm. It's good. I'm. I'm going back to look. Why don't we have a Control F function in a comic book so we can just look and see? I'm just talking as I flip through the pages of the last issue to see. Um, Did he say her name when they came back? Nope. He says, um, "Dear." He calls her "Dear." Yeah. Um, and then big fetus craziness, and it looks like. Let's see. Almost done. I'm so sorry. I'm just. I'm now. I'm just so curious if this is the first time. Um, yeah, first time. First time. So Clara, his eye called Kiara because my eyes are terrible. Um, no, I mean I can see that. So, I was, and, but uh, I wasn't even looking. I was like, I thought her name was Clara. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're, you're Clara, right. but it's a K, so I'm assuming Clara. Yeah, I, I go with the 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 second because of the K as well. That's my assumption. But also, it's space, so it could be. Clara. Um, so, but but so we've got her name. They got the ship on the move. Isabel, our sort of tree translator, um, at this at this uh, speed, the, the the ship can't hold together. Um, it's it's too fast. Um, we've seen the crack. Um, and you know, as much as Barr is excited, um, he, he immediately that this third panel on this page with his face, Fiona Staples, man, her, her freaking face work. You can't even see his eyes, but. Can you see what I can see? That determination in his jaw as he's as he's rolling the sleeves back. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and so I, I'll hold us together. And Nalana goes with what? And in blue, uh, which means magic. A little extra stitching. Um, there go these lights out of his fingers. Super cool visual. Um, and. I mean, it's such a good line. Uh, be care, Bar, be careful. Your heart, and then he interrupts her, is down in the engine room. Yeah. And the, he's got a few follow-up statements about how he... I, I is, love that they elaborate, because it could easily mean he's talking about his wife, and not that he obviously loves his wife, but... Right. You know, he uh, he goes on to be like, you know, I was never a great father, uh, but I was always loyal to his mother. Again, talking about both of them, and that probably counts for something. And man, so good. And so, and you can see on his face, though we we know from several issues of something, you know, he's not well. His time is coming soon. Um, the look on his face in that middle panel, he's struggling, and he's it looks like he's in pain. Um, and um, you know, Isabel giving us our ship translation of we're stabilizing, um, and and we're home free, and they're getting away. You can see the the infant. Uh, Time suck off in the distance. Um, I do like how in the there's a branch that sort of looks like it's trailing out of the infant's mouth. It's kind of cool the way it's um, yeah. it's almost like it's got like a string. It's, it's still trying to suck them in. Um, it's a cool. I like that visual. Um, and then we get back, uh, you know, to Bar who is holding his chest, um, and he's he's not okay, and it's tough. He, we watch him go. Yeah, and I mean, the last words are at least well, before the nonsense. I, like, And if you've never been around somebody that, maybe not right when they pass, but as they're going, like, the stuff they say is so, like, you want it to mean something, but most of the time it just doesn't. You know, he's, his last words are what, but, but then the clouds race? Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, it, it's definitely it feels like his mind is is misfiring as it shuts down. Um, but before that, um, you get to be my age and you think you've seen it all after he's, you know, looked in his grandkids eyes. It's 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 a simple moment, right? Like it's a simple thing. It's a simple sentiment, um, but they've earned it. Vaughn and Staples with their work and building the bond between Barr and Alana, which, you know, and then specifically Barr and Hazel um, and, and his affection for her. It's sort of that automatic grandparent 
affection. Like he immediately feels it. He's immediately locked in. Um, and for his last words to be, um, you, you think you've seen it all, right? Is 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 very meaningful. And then and it is a subtle shift from that next to last panel to the last panel of that page. His eyes change and it's just clear, not even from Alana saying bar in the question mark, but in that moment he's gone. It's good stuff, man. Good, yep. sad stuff. Look, I made it through. I almost cried, but I didn't do it. <laughs> not that that's a badge of honor. I'm just saying I almost like made for some terrible podcasting. Um, I'm I'm sure that there's way worse <laughs> podcasting than people grieving on on one. That, there's a good chance you and me have done that too. The uh, the terrible, the worst version. So, oh yeah. Um, so okay, so we we jump before we we wrap up the issue. We jump back with the will. Um, and what I want to know your thoughts. Um, on their the interaction here between Gwendolyn and and the will because he's looks so angry, and uh, just tell tell me your thoughts. I mean. <sighs> Despite everything, and even with a contentious relationship, that's his best friend, you know, and not, I mean, not, not belittling anybody who loves their animals that much, you should, but not even in a, like, I love my dog, you know, or something like, like, this is literally his companion, you know, this is Chewbacca, this is not just a Mm -hmm. dog or just a cat his best friend and this chick damn near got her killed so yeah like he his nonsense is done like to, even their interaction spells it out she he tells her um plus i mean he just went to hell to save this little girl so on, on top of almost killing his best friend she endangered the life of this little girl you know, and he says, uh, is she dead? Um, she says something about like, it took a toll, but I don't think, I think she'll live. And he says, she better, I'm going to let Lion Cat do what she wants to you. Mm-hmm. And and it's, I mean, he's pissed. And the only reason he hasn't killed her is uh, he says that too. Is like, I went out there and I, I saw you were right. You know, the only reason you're not dead is because you were right. <laughs> But one more misstep, and yeah. So I love that we get her smiling too. Like she's she's also upset, but like it's that whole like when you're right, even when things go sideways, there's some part of you that's like, I I knew I was right. Like I know this all just yeah. went to shit, but I knew I was right. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, that sums it up well. I like all the dynamics. It's a it's a good scene. I just they they don't. I, I, we could say this over and over again, but Saga doesn't seem to miss a beat. I'm sort of now. I think we would be in tune if they did because of the way we're talking about the series. But it's just it's a great interaction and it's it's complicated and yeah, I, I like your explanation. Um, I don't think I have much to add, but I, I do like the lion cat as Chewbacca because because um, it, it's still a cat and that was sort of the point, right? Is it Chewbacca supposed to be a space dog? So it's like they just leaned into like we're gonna really make Chewbacca a space dog, but it's a lion yeah. cat. Um, so like that, I like all that stuff. Um, we get back to um, the rocket ship, and um, Marco and Clara are bickering on the way back um, to the main section of the ship, um, and they find Alana trying to give CPR to Bar, and Isabel, I'm so sorry. Um, and I do like how Isabel tells Clara she tried really, really hard, ma'am. Like yeah. I, I, I think Isabel's sort of this this ghost of this timeless ghost is in tune with people better than most people because she's been around for so long, right? She's a teenager, but she's she's not right. She's literally an old soul, um, and and so I know that she can read all this stuff, and it's just like I feel in that moment Isabel is saying like she's trying to be the peacekeeper. You need to know she tried really really hard. This is not something Alana did wrong or failed at, you know. Um, it's a good moment. It speaks a lot to the Isabel as a character, not just a narrator of what the tree does. Yeah. <sighs> okay. 
talk to me about the flashback. Um, yeah, that the flashback was honestly the toughest part for me, I think, because it's also like I, I would I would like to know just he he has to have Vaughn has to have faced this in some way, shape or form in his own life. Um, yeah. or, or maybe it's just who I am, but like when when I got the call that Ryan died, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was like that that like grief, like fall to the floor thing, but it was very much like the shock, and then immediately remembering something good. You know. It would be a while before I started dwelling on like, yeah, but what about this day? What about this day? And like remembering a lot of the bad stuff that just wasn't. But the first thing was like, and for me, it was literally, I don't know, a week before, maybe not even a week, three or four days before he had been in the hospital and me, him, Jacob and Elizabeth all got on a Skype call and talked for like an hour and a half about star wars and all kinds of stuff but of course star wars and i mean the recordings out there it i mean literally i say this is the best time i've had and i don't know how long and we weren't all even in the same place um and so marco remembering maybe not the last good day he had with his dad but a good day he had with his dad um and you know I, yeah, it's gut wrenching and also completely in a foreign language. And so just like the silent stuff, you are relying on, you know, just the visuals to make you understand. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's perfect. And, uh, you know, we talk about her face work so much, but like even with the kid, like it's so good with Marco as a kid. So. And I will say I really like how it that ties back to his um his his fear or or you know i hope this you know his, his sort of he's, he, he says that wasn't always the best father but marco's first thought is of this great happy moment of achievement and encouragement from his dad and something that he was able to do with the help of his dad and it and it validates it says it says to us you know as parents do as siblings do as friends do i don't think i was good enough at this or it wasn't good enough in my relationship and it says that immediately it says just because you felt that it doesn't mean that someone doesn't hold you know the truth in their heart right and and whether or not he was always great that's not what the point is the point is he he the first instinct is to go to this and that's positive and it's a great thematic tie back to his 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 last kind of thoughts about being a parent really nice stuff really really nice stuff and he didn't have um, to be that's the other thing if you didn't have this right if you did not have this flashback this issue still works it still functions we wouldn't be sitting here going i wish they'd done a flashback to explain to us you know what kind yeah, of how marco you have felt about his dad you know <laughs> yeah you literally could have erased all of this and taken that panel um i mean yeah. literally when she says he's dead and then it cuts to his face and and then move to uh, would you please excuse us in moving forward? But but what happens is that we just enrich and put a, a a pen in bar and his relationship with Marco, Marco's view of his family or his dad, and specifically, it's just it's just such a, it enriches so much. Where if it wasn't there, we wouldn't have said we missed something. But that's how great it is. It is not icing on the cake, right? It's just like some tender, loving care in the bake, you know? Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, I like all that. I mean, it's just it, it's it's so powerful, and um, my voice keeps doing weird things because I'm trying to hold it together. But it's really it's so good and so emotional. And the colors, the yellow and the soft, like the warmth and the orange and the it's all these warm colors they bring you in, and it's just so much good stuff in that flashback. This may be the best flashbacks most consistently in a series I think I've ever read and and as we've talked about and comparing it to Lost in the past it's doing everything I love that Lost does uh, when I love it the most right because I think it, I, I like yeah. it a lot most of all the time but when I love it the most that's what this is doing with flashbacks every time 
Which is such a strange thing for a comic book. Uh, a lot of things, but in comedy shows, they use it for comedy, obviously. Dramatic shows, mm-hmm. it's usually just to to set up something that's coming or to pay off something. You know, it, it's all exposition when it's drama. Yeah. And this is exposition, but it's not just exposition. And it's such a hard thing to do in comic books. Um, I mean, you've read them your whole life. You know, it, like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like when I'm reading a book and it, it jumps to like, oh, what, here's what happened 10 years ago. I'm just like, oh, God, man. Like, do it's we always, really have to it's do It's always this? plot. <laughs> it's always plot over theme. Um, it, it, my, my recollection, my, my knee jerk feeling is it's almost always plot mm-hmm. over theme. It's 100%. almost plot over character it is it is literally the Chekhov's gun right like let's do this yeah. flashback so you know what's coming in a little bit yeah. and and it I just I honestly I am positive I have had to have read some flashbacks in the series at some point that does not meet this characteristic so I don't want to give a total blanket statement but the majority that I have ever read and everyone that I can recall off the top of my head it, it has always been plot and and this is I mean technically we have there's two like, in this issue <laughs> yep and every bit of it enriches the theme and deepens the characters. We don't need to know that they had sex and he finished inside, right? We don't because they have a baby. We don't need. It's not what the. It's not plot, right? That is not the. That is the conversation of two people who are in love, who are into each other, and and then dealing with the consequences in advance of their potential actions or, or excuse me, the, the potential consequences of their actions. It's thematic stuff about war and symbols um, and deepening their characters as in a relationship. And then this with, with Barr, it just makes him, it makes him more tragic because in this moment, my first thought was um, this is just legitimately, I'm reading this and I, and I know what Marco's going through and I feel the tragedy of Barr not seeing Hazel do the same thing. Yeah. That's what I took from it. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, as weird as it sounds, and we, we have talked a little bit about Lost, and we will talk about Lost because he was the executive producer on three seasons, three, four, and five, I think. And writer. And, 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 and writer. He wrote yeah. along as well, yeah. Um, and it makes me really, really want to revisit that because, I, I mean, 100%, like, that show was brilliant at using flashbacks to set up the character, not necessarily the the drama or the story, just who the characters yeah. were, um, and, and still pay it off emotionally, but not through the story. And I... I I I don't think it's hyperbole to say this is the only comic book I've ever read that can successfully do that because I I cannot think of a story where that was either told wholly or partially in flashback where I was like well that's good now if it's set completely in the past <laughs> it's different but you know right I, I just I can't think of course I read a lot of superhero comics so that's not fair but Right. It just it doesn't it doesn't work in comics. It's so terrible. It's hard to get it to work in TV or film. Yeah. No, I'm 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 with you. I completely agree. It's um yeah. If we ever want to do a little lost, like maybe we can like look up some ones where he gets the writing credit, which yeah, is not always yeah. indicative of like exactly what he did, but at least they, <laughs> you know, it's I, 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 that might be kind of fun to do. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think we should. Um, yeah. You know, but once he's specifically credited with writing, although if if you wanted to visit revisit whole seasons of Lost, I'm I'm not opposed to it. But I feel like I that mean, those don't, discussions don't get me started. Would, yeah, I feel like those discussions would be uh, not heated, but definitely uh, there'd be a lot of back and forth. Not not as much agreement from <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> but I think it could be interesting. But so yeah, so. Um, something to look forward to let us know listeners if you'd like us to to do that um at some point in the future i would god almighty would love to do a whole lost rewatch podcast um (laughs) all right so let's oh go ahead i want to talk about the would you please excuse us um which is okay so that's right this is yes this is my question to you 
Okay, that's harsh. And Isabel explains she's definitely our emotional translator. Right now, he just needs to be with his people. And Isabel, we Isabel has context for Marco and Alana. I think that she believes in them and you know and their relationship. Um, what do you make of this? So it's not even close to exactly the same thing. But so I, sure. I have a story. Um, okay. Years and years and years ago, probably I got it. It's 15 years ago at this point. Uh, I was in a long-term relationship, um, and my grandmother passed away. My dad's mom, and she was living in Oklahoma at the time. I hadn't seen her in a few years, but she was. We called her nanny because that's who she was for us. She was the person that was always there for us. Practically raised us. Um, so uh i got the call um we were living together uh me and this person and my dad called me and of course he's upset and trying to tell me without losing it himself and so immediately i'm just like are you okay um call me if you need anything and i hang up the phone and she says what happened and i said nanny died and she turned around like immediately started crying, ran into her bedroom and then called her mom because she was so upset. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I should have known then. Um, uh-huh. Not, not that she didn't have a right to be upset, but like, so I'm standing there, my grandmother, <laughs> like who the person who I was at, closer to than probably my own mom at, at a lot of points in my life passed away. And the woman that, I was living with and thought I was in love with ran away from me to call her mother to console her. <laughs> and like, it, it was a really tough thing for me to process. Um, yeah. And so like, I feel for her in that moment, but also I completely understand where Marco is coming from. Like, I love you, but this is not about you. And it's hard to tell somebody that. But that is also, um, it speaks to the honesty in their relationship and how he's willing to to, to be who, he's just, it's not a facade, right, for him. Yeah. Um, and that's really, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get to that kind of place. And, um, and I, I don't feel in any way that, that Alana would have like, emotional repercussions about feeling like weird about this or anything. It's just a moment of pain between the loss that the, the mom and, and, and Marco share and, and Alana will be able to embrace him and be a part of his healing as well. But in this moment, she's had, she said goodbye to him. They need to say goodbye. Yeah. And and Uh, for Marco, I definitely don't think it's about like, please go away so I can deal with my grief. It's, would you yeah. please excuse us so that I can help my mother deal with her grief? Yes. I mean, the the hand around her and he's not grabbing her dad. He is being next to her. It's it's I agree. I agree completely. Um, we we have we end on something that I, I love and I'm going to read it um, and we can talk about it. So um, with the, the, the sort of um, it feels like a very like. Um, ancient sort of tableau of almost like a, a Marian, like the what's it a Pieta, like the the kind of the way there she's uh, Clara's holding bar, and um, it's just this beautiful image of the family. And the narration says the next morning, they cremated my grandfather in the belly of our ship. And then we cut to a new panel, and it's got it's Hazel uh, nested in um, Alana's arm, but in the, the the orange outfit that Barr made for her. Um, I still have a scrap of the outfit he made for me, um, and it cuts to a next page, and it's the rocket ship, and it's shooting off into space, the big green of the engine, and there's all the swirl and the cosmos. Um, and I I just love these the flourish of the narration as it kind of curls up, and these days. I use it as a bookmark and um, to have a romance that started with a book and to be reading a book and to think about, I've been a reader my whole life. You've been a reader. You, you back in the day had a Walden books book card, right? 
or bookmark, yeah. right? I'm like, yeah. right? We all did. We all had our bookmarks, and the, the bookmarks are sacred in a way. They're they're lucky charms. Like this book's gonna be good because I'm using the right bookmark. Um, like it, it, they're important and they last forever. And you put and you use a bookmark when you use something for a bookmark. <clears throat> I've used pictures. I've used movie tickets, man. When you use them for a bookmark, you're keeping them forever. And I'm, Ryan, I'm currently using. Um, sorry, I know I'm interrupting you. I'm currently go, go, go. using tickets from so when you came up to the fair that the my company was holding and yeah yeah i have three little tickets that weren't winners for whatever thing that we were doing and that's what i've been using for a bookmark and that day was three years ago three and a half years ago it's so weird to think about as there being so little then um Mm -hmm. And I've been using it as a bookmark for that long because I like I don't that I mean, nothing important happened that day, but I was like, well, that was a pretty good day. And I just started using that as a bookmark. How many days are simply just pretty good days, you know, Yeah. Um, especially the older you get. Um, And and, uh, there's something so um, Hazel didn't get to know her grandpa. Right. Hazel's grandpa will always be a part of her life. Um, that's beautiful. It's a little thing, but it's yeah. it's it's a it's a human thing because we're human readers, right? We can't say like, oh, it's you know, blah, blah. It is a human thing, and it, and it, it Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples reach reach out and just squeeze your heart <laughs> in that moment, and it's so good. And I and I look around where I'm sitting now, and I have this block my. My father-in-law made blocks. He's a wood guy. Like he's a carpenter, and he built really cool things. I have my desk that I build puzzles on, and stores some uh, movie posters, and because um, he made this cool poster drawer just for me, and and had some of my cool like my hot toy uh, Spider Gwen and stuff like that sitting on it. Like uh, I've got all this stuff that he did, but he made blocks for my kids, um, and and he made an extra bag just in case of blocks, just in case. And this is before he was sick. It wasn't like he knew and they thought maybe if you guys ever have a second kid, but we were we we had one and we were saying we're one and done. And and Ezra got a, a bag that I, I I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure my mother in law put that bag together, but he he hand carved blocks, just like not all squares, different shapes, like hexagons and triangles, all this different stuff. Um, and I have a block, I have a little hexagon sitting right here. It's like an inch tall, and it's just a wood block that he carved and, and you keep it you keep that stuff right because it's not going to go anywhere and a bookmark is nowhere safer that will last longer than in the between the pages of a book and there's something so lasting there's something so um giving and 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 then understanding of receiving then turning an item into a bookmark um and um it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And I, I realized I cut my other story off, but, but so I have a second bag of blocks for my kid that he'll, he'll never meet his grandpa. Um, but that legacy and that love will carry forward and, and for this world, right, where they're on the run. And I don't know what happens to Hazel as she grows. I don't know how old she is writing this, um, her hand mark. She could be my age, her handwriting, my handwriting doesn't look as good as hers. So it's not like, I don't, I don't know how old she is, but, but his legacy lives on in his death through this bookmark and through through memories that that marco and maybe clara like they, they will carry as far as they go but but that there is a legacy there that lives on in hazel and i love that she's reading i love that it's a bookmark that's like her mom that's like we all should be i think we're better if we're readers there's so much stuff about that i just i fucking love man i think it's one of the best endings to a comic book issue i have ever read and it's not just because it's like directly personal and it reminds me of direct things at all it just speaks to the medium man you and i probably could sit here for two hours and talk about how important comics or books or movies have been but but essentially let's put a big umbrella over and go how important art has been to our lives growing up and potentially how it's pulled us back from edges we didn't think we would ever get close to yep and this issue is like all of that in one thing, but he's making you cry because it's a great way to say goodbye to a character and show the legacy. It is just freaking phenomenal. It is one of my favorite comic book issues I've ever read. Period. Yeah, I, I'm. It's so much so that like, had this been the end of this series, like 
if we just got these 11 issues, you know, the will, you know, his ship falls apart and they all die. And, you know, you just get the death of bar and then it just ends with these days. I use it as a bookmark. Like it, it, it would be so perfect. I mean, I'm glad it goes on, but like, right. if you just read these 11 issues, it's, it's just damn perfect. It, it opens with, I guess you could say this issue does too, but it opens with birth and is ending with death. And it's so, it's fucking Shakespearean, you know, it, it's, it's so good. No, I completely agree. I, I do. So I know, and we've, we talked around this a little bit. I know there is some event that people compare to the red wedding in this book. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not excited for it. I don't, I don't know if I would compare it to the red wedding. Like maybe because I didn't read those books, I only watched the show. So it was extremely yeah. difficult for me to be that attached to those characters in the show. Uh-huh. Watching, I was more just like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god, they just killed like half the the cast." Um, right. I the only thing I can compare it to didn't happen to me. It happened to you, and I think I've told you this. Ender's Game, right? You read Ender's uh-huh. Game, yep. and you got to yes. either the end or at some point in the book where you're just like, fuck this, and we're like, wanted to throw the book across the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> if this whole thing's a video game, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose my effing mind. I thought like that for Ender's Game. <laughs> I don't care. That's such a... Yeah, and and Orson Scott cards an asshole, so like we can we can just like I don't care, piss on that. But that's a really great read until then. Like no, (laughs) (laughs) what? Yeah. So anyway, they're all well. I guess the spoiler is really like it's not a video game. They're all real and they're actually killing people and it's fucking tragic, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, like and it it's the last issue I read. Like <laughs> I almost broke my Kindle you know, over my knee because I was reading it digitally, and I was like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and we're not even a fourth of the way there. <laughs> so is our next issue the end of the graphic novel? Yes. Okay, so we'll read number twelve, um, and then and then we're gonna go. We're gonna. So this is what we do if you're new for some reason. Welcome again. I think I said that at the top of the show, but um, between uh, the standard paperback graphic novel breaks, which is about six issues a piece, um, we take a break from Saga and we pick something else of Brian K. Vaughn's to read and to discuss in one single podcast episode. So it could be like a collection, different things. We did Private Eye a few weeks back. You can listen to that. Um, episode to kind of get an idea um because of the proximity and it just sort of works out that the artist is the same that was just not intentional to begin with um but uh we're going to do uh the collected edition of um the doctor strange the oath um by brian k vaughn and what's the artist name has just slipped my mind marcos martin Okay, because I, I I knew it was like Marco, but it was like I was stopping at Marco. So Marcos Martin. Um, so um, we're reading that. Um, so next week we'll have um, the uh, issue 12 of Saga. And then after that, we'll have the oath kind of leading into, as you can guess, Doctor Strange. We're in April, May come one month from now. Uh, we'll be in the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. Um, so we're kind of timing that to be close in proximity um so check that out if you want to read that in advance because it's pretty easy to do uh one issue between weeks but to, to get us to um that that you need a little prep time so find the oath. four issues yeah it's very short um i think it is four issues um and and just read that and check it out so that you're ready in two weeks or in two episodes for uh the oath um Otherwise, um, I can hear my kid coming up from downstairs, so I, we need to wrap it up. Um, Logan, where can people find more of you on the internet? Yeah, do favorite panel. I'll make it quick, though. Oh, favorite panel. That's easy. The, <laughs> the, the starlight scene, some dreams really do come true. Like, I just need that. I mean, yeah, it's good stuff. And that, the bookmark for me, it's just no way. Yeah. yeah. The bookmark for me, that's just too, it's too good. Everything about it's too good for me. And it's splash, and you know I love splash. 
Yeah. Um, I did open the issue, though. I think the first page is going to be my favorite panel. <laughs> but in the end, it was the tears that, that led yeah. the way. Um, xwingfiles.com, everything we do. And you can check out my writing over at the movie aisle, isle.com. Awesome. And then you can find me on Twitter at Film Dispenser, like a Pez dispenser for movies. My DMs are open if you have questions for the show. We don't have a show email address. Just message me there. But again, keep in mind, I'm not reading ahead. So no spoilers, please. Like, don't tell me, here's the crazy thing Logan was just talking about. <laughs> um, so so just uh, kind of hold those back for me if you don't mind. But if you have something you want us to talk about on the show or any questions, feel free to send them my way. I will definitely respond. And if you have a prompt for us to discuss, we will absolutely talk about it on the show. And don't forget to rate us on whatever podcast listener you are using to follow the show we appreciate you taking the time to listen and i want to give just a brief shout out we talked about them before um, but comic book couples counseling cbcc podcast so let me rephrase that at cbcc podcast um on twitter they keep liking our tweets when you when you tweet out the issue the uh the uh episodes there's currently talking about uh the saga graphic novel collection so like sort of we're doing the oath they're doing like volume one two three four like they're going through and it looks like they're wrapping up volume eight right now um and so uh, check them out they're just that's really nice for them it's to good like stuff. stuff i'll listen to one of their episodes so awesome so yeah so thank you guys for if you're listening and you actually made it this far in the uh, episode i should probably thank you at the top but thank you for uh, for those those likes on twitter and uh, i appreciate it but check their podcast out too um because all you no competition just spread the the wealth and the 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 conversation really because that's what it's all about um so thank you guys and uh, thank you all for listening and you'll have a great week